summer is just around the corner. My daughter is counting down the Mondays. She's counting down the days. And I'm like, skeet, what are we doing this summer? <laughs> Looks like I'm not only going to be podcasting from the closet, but I might be working from the closet. <laughs> no, actually, today's going to be a podcast episode full of some really great thoughts for you when it comes to scheduling your summer what kind of plans are you creating? What kind of plans are you not creating? If you don't want to be stuck with bored kids and a messy house and no time to work, then it's time to jump inside of today's episode and find out the three things that you need to avoid when planning your summer schedule. You ready to do this? Let's jump inside of today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, here we are inside of episode 210, and I actually have another kind of sister episode that partners really well with this one. It's episode 111, and that one will give you some really neat things to be able to keep your summer fun, actually 10 specific things that I pointed out in that episode. So you can scroll all the way back. And that I think will pair really, really well with this episode where we're talking about the three things that you should avoid whenever you're planning out your summer schedule. Blaine and I do this every year. We sit down and we make sure that we have our ducks in a row for summertime because the kids are not in school anymore. And when we chose to put them in public school, we knew that we really wanted to make the most of our summers, but he and I also have to work. And so the beauty of it is that he's home quite a bit since he's a firefighter and he works on a rotation. And then also I get to make my own hours, but there's a blessing and a curse that comes with that. As you know, (laughs) that when your kids are home all the time and it's, you know, different for homeschooling. Some homeschool people decide or moms and families decide that they're going to kind of just maintain that similar schedule year round. And there are some kids that go to school year round, so they don't have such a long break in the summer. We have about 10 weeks off in the summer, and I know that will go by so quickly. And I want to make sure, just like you, that not only am I prepared just so that I have time to work, but also so that I can truly enjoy my children. I love having them home. I miss them when they're gone. And there are some really important things that I have learned through doing this process with Blaine and with the girls that I wanted to pass along for you today so that you can avoid making the mistakes that I've seen so many others make and that I've even made myself before. Before we dive into those three mistakes, I want to remind you that we have an incredible free workshop. If you have not watched the workshop, you go to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop, 
and you can watch it completely for free. And what that does is it teaches you how to succeed in home and business. So it's going to give you the big picture plus a lot of the nitty gritty on what it actually takes to succeed as a mom that's trying to take care of her house, trying to take care of the kids, trying to take care of finances, trying to grow a business, trying to get her work done, trying to keep the laundry done, need I go on? So all the things that you're trying to do to succeed in home and business and try and do that with your spouse or maybe that's not even on your radar right now. You're just kind of in survival mode and you're trying to get to that place maybe hopefully one day. The workshop is going to give you a visual representation of what all this looks like and teach you exactly what needs to be done to fix that. So again, it's chelseajoe.co backslash workshop. I'd love to see you over there. It's open and available for you to go in and watch at any time. All right, so let's just jump right in. On your notepad at the very top, you're just going to put this as episode 210 of the Systemize Your Life podcast. And the title is Three Things to Avoid When Planning Your Summer Schedule. Pretty straightforward today. The first thing, and then you're going to do one, two, three down the page. The first thing is not overscheduling. And I, I've heard this from a lot of moms, and I just want you to know that creating a massive schedule for your kids over the summer to try and keep them busy so that you have don't have to entertain them 24-7 and you can get their energy out, they can stay entertained, they still keep their their social and their emotional and also their academic skills up all these things that we worry about and then plus so you still have time to work right all those kinds of things are very valid and important but over scheduling actually not only does it end up hindering them but it also makes it harder for you not easier which is what I know you were kind of hoping when you sat down and you found every summer camp and you found all the different activities that they could get plugged into and all the different playdates that they could go to and the different people's houses that they could go to. It ends up just being a lot of time, you coming and going and coming and going and coming and going, which is exhausting for everyone. So I want you to be really careful when you're looking at your summer schedule for your kids to make sure that you at least have one, if not two days of the week where your kids just get to be at home to do literally nothing and let them do nothing. Let them figure out how to be bored. Let them figure out how to play with the box of Christmas presents that's been sitting there since Christmas. Take their electronics away. Let them figure it out. Get a stack of books. Go to the library. Like Get really creative with what you can put in front of your kids that is not stimulating. I know it sounds counterintuitive, But I just want you to try and see this through. I want you to really sit down and look at what days, like I know for for us, Mondays are great days for this for a lot of different reasons. Frankie doesn't have swim practice and, you know, we always have Frankie Joe on Mondays. You know, some of the days of the week she goes to a biological dad's house and so those wouldn't be great days because we're already coming and going. I'm talking like a day where nobody goes anywhere, where you all just get to stay home. Your kids can stay in their pajamas. Like it's just a day to do nothing and that's totally okay. 
you also are going to need to look at what does your work schedule look like on those days. Obviously, I would never schedule that on days where I have three, four group calls or coaching calls or my own personal meetings. So sit down and look at it. Find at least one day. We're for sure doing that on Mondays right now and potentially Wednesdays. Um, So I know that it kind of feels like, oh my God, goodness, that sounds dreadful. And like, same for us, my kids can't go outside and play and they're just going to get bored and they're going to bother me. That's okay. It's okay to parent them through that and let them know, Hey, why don't you go find a book to read? You can do what my mom did. And every single time they said they were bored, she'd make us put money in a jar (laughs) when we were a little bit older Or she'd force me to go read a book because I hated it when I was younger. You know, get really creative, super creative with what you can do to help encourage them to get off of their video games, to get off of their cell phones. Turn your Wi-Fi off in your house one day a week. Like, stop overstimulating and overscheduling your kids and don't let that be what you try and do this summer. It is a huge missed opportunity and quite frankly, overscheduling your family in the summer is honestly a huge mistake. So be very, very careful of that. All right, number two, the, the number two mistake that I want you to really be careful of is not asking for everyone's input and feedback before you make the plans. Now, you may feel very strongly about what it is that you want to do and you have found the perfect week and you have found the perfect place and everything about everything that you've lined up where you're going who you're going with what time they're coming what time they're going how it fits seems so ideal but let me tell you there will be 14 curveballs in the seven weeks that you are home that's twice a week in case you do math as quickly as I do (laughs) or don't do math as quickly as I do. So please just know your perfect plans are not going to go according to perfect plan A anyway. So please take everyone's feedback and input and opinions into consideration before you build out this beautiful summer schedule. What I mean by that is ask your four-year-old ask your 10 year old, ask your 17 year old, ask your kids and ask your husband, what do you want your summer to look like? Get all their ideas, put it all down. And then sit down and have a conversation with your husband that says, hey, these are all the things that everybody told me that they wanted to do. And here's the things that I want to do. Here's the things that you want to do. How do we make this all work? Right? Because when you don't ask for everyone's feedback and input, you end up creating things for them that could potentially be drudgery, but you're just not going to have the buy-in. You're not going to have the support that you want. And that's just poor leadership, truly. It's not great leadership. And sometimes your kids will have fantastic ideas that you totally overlooked and you didn't even think of. And not only that, they will think outside of the box and be creative in ways that will be super helpful to you. Like I just went over some of the conflicts that I was having with Frankie and she was like, oh, that's fine, mom. I'd love to watch Frankie. I mean, I'd love to watch Bailey on those mornings for you. And I was like, awesome. I don't have to try and figure anything out for those days. And then Blaine and I were like trying to figure out when we're going to go to the gym because we finally, finally 
have gotten in a groove with 9.30 a.m. class. Like we're, we're like obsessed and we're loving it. We love the people. We love the time of day. I'm starting to work my meals in around it. Like it's going so well. And now it's like, Ugh. <laughs> our kids are going to be there and they don't love going to the gym. We don't go to a gym with like a big daycare. There's no daycare, actually. There's just like a spot where the kids go. So we go to a CrossFit gym. It's actually called CrossFit gyms are typically referred to as a box. This is literally just like a hole in the wall with like workout equipment in it. There's nothing fancy about them at all. Like you go in there to sweat your literal life out of your pores and want to throw up every time and then you come home. And so there's like this little segment for your children to sit in and are my kids truly like 99.9% of the time do not have screens. We don't have them in the house. We have ATV. Like that's it. And we watch a decent amount of TV. It's not like I'm against that, but like my kids just don't have screens. Frankie has a phone that she uses every once in a while, but it's just like a mini iPad, right? It's got Wi-Fi. It's not actual cellular phone. And sometimes they don't really feel like going to the gym because all the other kids have iPads and they're like, do, do, do. And so we've just kind of not been taking them because they've been in school and we go while they're at school and that's really worked out. So now when we come up against this problem, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, I met a mom in the gym and she has a little one that's in there. And it's really more Bailey than Frankie. Honestly, like Frankie's old enough. She could stay home by herself if she wanted or whatever, you know. And sometimes she comes and she works out with like a PVC pipe and our gym's just super cool like that. But Bailey's like super bored and then I get distracted and it's like this whole thing. And this has like really become a way of life. Major goal for Blaine and I that we have related to our fitness goals hinges upon us getting to the gym regularly. <laughs> like we finally found the thing and now it's like, what are we going to do with the kids? Because the last thing that you want to do is have to fight them every day before you get in the car. So we're trying to figure out how to make it fun for them. And I met this mom and her little girls in there and her name is Daly and my daughter's name is Bailey. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So we told Bailey about it. She's all excited. And Frankie's like, mom, can I work out afterwards? And they're like so pumped. And they were throwing out all these ideas. And I'm like, I'm so glad that we brought this to them. And we're talking to them about it because it just took so much stress and pressure off of me when I was thinking about how are we going to do this? And that's really what it comes down to for you is the stress and the pressure and the complexity of trying to figure out how to make everyone happy and give everyone what they need. (laughs) And it becomes very confusing very quickly. And I only have two kiddos, right? And there's a pretty, there's a pretty big age gap between them. So sometimes that works to my advantage and they do really play well together for the most part. But I understand what it feels like to have all of these pieces try and work out with one another So please trust me when I say it is a major, again, missed opportunity and what I feel is a major mistake if you don't sit down and ask everyone their opinion before you plan out the summer. A, they're going to give you great ideas and B, you're going to get so much more support and buying when you do it that way. All right, here is mistake number three. Here's the thing that you want to avoid. Oh my gosh, some of you are going to hate this, but listen. The truth of the matter is, is that you have to use your Google Calendar. And if you don't use your Google Calendar, you're going to be an absolute mess. (laughs) You have to avoid trying to just keep this 
A in your head and B, please don't write this in your paper planner. If you don't know how my hybrid method works, I highly suggest, again, you go watch the workshop that I talked to you about already. It shows you exactly what this hybrid method looks like, how to put it into your life. It's very important that you know that because you're going to have major changes and you have to be at certain places that are far from routine, from the play dates to the swim lessons to all the extracurriculars to the specific camps and the pickup and the drop off, all the things that you have to do and your kids have to do, places you have to be this summer have to be put in your Google calendar. They have to be. Now, if you don't use a Google Calendar, that's fine. When I say that, I'm using my Apple app for my calendar, like the calendar app that comes with your cell phone, right? That's what I'm talking about. So that's what you want to use, whether you're doing it from the Google desktop, if you're not using Google and you're using something else, or if you're using Apple, right? It's all the same thing. It's just an electronic calendar. It's really important for you to do that so that you make sure that you're not double booking and start building this out as you go so that you know where everyone has to be. Put reminders in there so it actually goes off an hour before or a day before and an hour before. Keep all of your notes in there. Keep the address in there. Keep the phone numbers in there of the parents where your kids are going. Keep all the information inside of that calendar event. It's going to make your life so much easier And I can assure you, all of that information will not fit in your paper planner, so don't even try it. Please just use my hybrid method and move on with your life. (laughs) Okay, those are the things that I really do think you should avoid. Let's do a quick recap. First, try to avoid overscheduling. Second, please make sure that you're asking everyone for their feedback. Avoid doing this in a silo on your own. And then third is avoid trying to write this down on a piece of paper or just on the communication board alone or keeping it up in your head. You really want to make sure that you're using your Google calendar for this, for your summer scheduling. All right. I look forward to meeting you back here for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other? and ourselves. I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.